0: from Grow Your Mindset. I am here with Jackie Beer today, who I'm not going to say too much about because I'm, but I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm going to let Jackie tell you a little bit about herself. So just a light blind date, Jackie. Who are you and where do you come from?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm Jackie Beer. I come from um, a background of primary teaching, actually. And then secondary teaching, went in as a supply, well, actually started as a TA in teaching, ended up doing supply teaching at secondary school after being trained to be a primary teacher, and then ended up after a lot of years um, as head teacher of a big secondary school, 1500 kids. You know, it's those moments you wake up and think, how the hell did this happen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was very strange, but it was via the route of, lots of of interesting um, English teaching and teaching learning to learn and teaching kids emotional intelligence and all the things I absolutely love so um, it it was via that sort of route really right
0: well if you don't know already maybe you're thinking Jackie Beer. I've heard that name before because it is mentioned on our website and we have talked about it on our training because um, back in 2016, both myself and Liz went on Jackie's um, course, which was actually, and I've got it here, Jackie, look. Oh, yeah, <laughs> my book, okay. yeah. So we went on uh, Jackie's course and we, we studied Jackie's book and we were totally inspired. So maybe you're thinking, ah, that's where it comes from. And um, you are the person that kind of kickstarted Grow Your Mindset, really, because it was, without this course and without this book, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. And you've already mentioned this history of being in education and, and moving through. What makes you passionate about your job that you do today? And what are the best bits?
1: Um, I suppose it's it's a bit of a tragic story in a way, because um, I was a, a person who Uh, um, in my early 20s um, always been bubbly and outgoing but very anxious and sort of hyper alert you know to any danger and very afraid of public speaking Mm. Um, completely absolutely terrified of it and um, got married couldn't even say my couldn't even say my um, wedding vows I'm sure some people have heard this story a few times but it's worth saying Mm -hmm. Um, because um, when eventually I had a a child, a baby, and my husband became very ill with depression, which was triggered by a panic attack through public speaking, I thought, my God, this stuff's a bit contagious. (laughs) And, um, you know, it can be. I I think mindset is contagious, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I suppose it was at that moment, I realised that, you know, I don't care how long it takes how many decades I am going to, I'm going to manage this thing between my ears, I'm going to manage my mind so that I can do what I want to do and I can fulfill my potential and, and be fearless. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tragic story because that, that my husband then, although we sort of uh, we weren't together when it happened, but he did eventually take his own life. Mm. And, I, you know, many years later, and, and I honestly believe that looking back, there are so many people suffering, suffering mm-hmm. in here, suffering because they are scared, suffering because they're fearful, insecure, and um, in a way, afraid to grow their mindsets and push themselves out of their comfort zone. Um, and it's a terrifying life. And I, I suppose that my mission has, has been, how can I model fearlessness mm-hmm. so that I can then help um, as many people as possible, including my own kids, three, three kids um be fearless learners and realize that life is about learning Mm. Uh, absolutely so i suppose uh, you know also think that we can have any number of careers in our lives and having said yes to everything that that cropped up in my uh, opportunity box for careers which included being a head teacher when i became a head teacher although i thought great i can change the curriculum i can introduce opening minds and all sorts of interesting stuff I did find a lot of my time was spent um, in meetings yeah. and you know, all sorts of things that I, I didn't find that inspiring. So I left and then became uh, started my own business, um, doing training, um, writing books, doing the things I love. Um, and now uh, in the last four years, I've been really interested in coaching because I think if you're going to change anybody's mindset,
2: mm-hmm.
1: coaching is a, a fantastic power tool yeah. To change people's mindsets and i think it's hugely powerful and i wish more schools would um embrace embrace the, a culture of coaching for kids and for yeah. and for adults actually it's, it's very powerful wow, so I suppose, it? yeah my i forgot what the question was <laughs> but <laughs> but i think that well, it's about your job yeah, the job I've got now, which I must admit I am semi, semi-retired because I've got a nice place in Spain where I go quite frequently, uh, and where I can do my writing and I can do my online coaching and I love it. Cool. Uh, yes, <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm just in quarantine now, obviously, having been there yes. like, for come back in quarantine but the good thing about quarantine is you have to get down to doing some, uh, you some do. work and writing. <laughs> so, so now I just what I do is I, I I don't worry so much now about earning money to pay the mortgage I, I worry more about um, uh, just getting this stuff out there in the world however it happens and I'm so proud of, of, of Gemma and, and Liz as it is uh, who yeah. are doing that because every time I see them on Twitter and every time I see what they're doing, I just think this is just the way. It's the way to grow an awareness of, of what really matters in schools, what the purpose of education is. Yeah. It's not just about exams. It's about. Do you know, exams. we've not paid Jackie at all to say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have paid me. But I love it because it's um, it's it's really rethinking, especially during Covid, what is. The purpose of education what what are we doing this for what what's um what, what do we want our young people to leave school with yeah uh, and no matter how much we want them to make progress and we want them to learn the subjects we want to We of course we do we want them to be really good at writing and reading and science and and maths and all those things they can't do that they just can't do that if they don't believe they can learn if they don't believe that learning is possible and they don't have hope and optimism about, about the way the world is and how they should deal with it. And mm. they have mental illnesses and anxiety and all those things that, that matter so much. We just need to get those conversations going and get children to be able to manage their minds. And the first way to do that, which we'll probably come through in a minute, is through teachers' understanding yeah. how to yeah. manage their mindsets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love your, your story because you talk about this fear of public speaking and um, you actually now do do this all all the time. That is what you do. You talk to people about your experiences and about mindset and and all that sort of stuff. So to come full circle in that idea of actually being sick with the thought of um, public speaking to now come round to be doing this all the time is an amazing journey. and, And to me shows the power of, being able to change your mindset and actually what you can achieve when you when you have a go at doing that as well and you live and breathe it. Um, and
1: so the cool. full circle bit is I've only been, I can honestly say, it's only been the last maybe five years that I've actually been telling people, do you know what? I used to be terrified of public speaking and they say, we don't believe it. It can't yeah. be true, you're so confident. But in a way, that that's when it all completely falls away, your nervousness, because, you don't realise you're not hiding anything. Whereas I spent so many years, decades, hiding the fact that I'm this big extrovert character, but I'm absolutely petrified of you hearing me in a public arena. Um, And it's so freeing. It's so massively freeing to, to not be scared.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. So you must have had somebody or people around you that have have influenced you we always talk about how your outside influences impact on your mindset and we were talking off air a minute ago about how it's contagious and and you've mentioned about you know depression being contagious as well who's had the most positive influence on you and and why
1: um I, I think there's a few people, there's so many people actually, but I think I started off in those early days when I had um, a baby and a, and a sick husband. Um, uh, and I, I was lost and um, I, I just started doing the NLP stuff, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, which was the, the um, Tony Robbins and stuff. And I was looking on my shelf and thinking, yeah, yeah, the power, with the, awaken the giant within and all that stuff. And I just started reading those sorts of books and realising that there was this, this way of seeing things differently. Um, and, and, that, that ha- and I suppose my journey from there has been through so many different inspirational um, writers and, and characters and right through, I would say now to someone called Michael Neal, who is wrote a book called The Inside Out Revolution and lots of Buddhist and um, uh, um, really, the power of now and, and Eckhart Tolle, all, the, all those sorts of people who are into meditation and absolute peaceful mindsets. Um, all, of, all of those. But but looking back at people, ordinary people that have influenced me um, in my career and, and life, um, I had a head teacher um, when I was a part-time teacher, struggling on my own as a, a single mum as I was at that time with two kids. Um, and that head teacher, he was, he was, he came into my school, his name Tim Bartlett, actually, lo- lovely man. And, and he was one of these leaders who was very humble. And, and he just, I was just a part-time English teacher. And he just got me in his office and said, I want to know what life's like from your perspective. You know, what ideas have you got how we can, it was a lovely school, how we can make this school even better. And I thought, wow, here's yeah. a leader. I thought these days up on the pedestal, you know, yeah. they know everything, they're such heroes to me. And he was just asking my humble opinion. And I just thought, wow, when, when, if ever I get to leadership role, I'm going to be, try and be like that. Listen, listen to everybody, listen to feedback, take responsibility, hold, my, hold myself accountable for the culture and, and the way the school is evolving and growing. And so he was a massive influence on me um, in the sense of, of, of how leadership should work. And then later on, I, I met, I was doing in, I started, he allowed me, I mean, he let me do the AST, tra- advanced skills teacher training and all that stuff. And totally believed in me and my, my develop, career development. And one day I was, um, I was allowed to go out and do training in schools when there was loads of more training going on. Yeah. And one day I was doing some training and a lady came up to me at the end and she said, um, Oh, will you be my coach? and i thought i didn't even know what she really meant uh, you know i suppose i just thought coaching being like football coaching or yeah and I, I haven't got a clue what you mean but yes 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 um i, I actually will i'm a teacher and i want to be you know i'm doing I'm, I'm trying to introduce coaching as part of performance management and trying to drive up uh, results of my department like that and I know that I need a coach and you'd be I love what you're doing and I love and so I became and I so we were on this learning journey together for about 20 years we actually wrote the perfect teacher coach it's Terry Broughton who and she when she told me her story and I think it's in the grow book actually of being at 15 different foster homes and terrible terrible tragic upbringing and now, I mean, you've probably seen some. You'll see if, if any of you follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn, uh, some of her paintings she does now because she's a, a fabulous artist. Now she's just been displayed in in the National Gallery. I mean, she's just she's not only become a head teacher in the time I've known her. She's become a head teacher. She's she's a coach. She's now painted, and like she's one of the loveliest, most loving human beings you could ever meet. And uh, she's my role model as a coach. And she is. Absolutely, um, someone who's inspired me because yeah. I've had a lovely upbringing. I, I've had a lovely life. I've been lucky. She had the most terrible challenges and the most awful experiences in her life, and yet she came through it. And she's now full of love and kindness and, and happiness in her life. Now, to me, that shows that if she can do it, yeah. anybody, no yeah. matter what your background, no matter what's happened to you, no matter what your tragedies are you can have through having a growth mindset attitude to life you can learn and be whatever you want to be those those are the people that have inspired
0: she sounds amazing absolutely incredible so we are so passionate about growth mindset our way in all areas of life whether it's at school whether it's at work whether it's just for you personally obviously uh, we've we've already mentioned covid and, and lockdown and and that's been a real challenge for people and it's been a challenge for my family as I'm sure it has has for you. Have you seen an impact on your mindset through COVID um, in some shape or form? And if so, how have you sort of tried to overcome that that challenge?
1: I think what's really interesting about um, studying all the work of Carol Dweck, Growth Mindset and everything around that emotional intelligence debate is that eventually you do create new neural pathways in your head, and and you do create those neural pathways of optimism and uh, and how to reframe re, reframe situations. And I honestly think that the benefits through through the whole COVID debacle, right from February um, through to uh, now, when yeah, I, my business, you know, I've lost a lot of work. I've my my kids have. So, have so struggled in in one sense my grandchildren have struggled it's been a trying time but I honestly think once you have really embedded Mm. the growth mindset way of being and it is a being Mm. not a doing in a way it's just a being um somehow you can't help but see the way through it the hope the 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 good bits and and you know when we're all out clapping and you know, I, I just see such the good part of human nature, mm. and it's just a habit now, I don't even have to think about it, and my, my husband always says to me, I often talk, you know, about my husband's default setting of misery, <laughs> which he has a bit, you know, and uh, we always laugh about it, and how um, I can't help but naturally, unconsciously reframe situations, and see there's something good going to come out of this, and what's the good what i worry about is the way schools are in this operational mode yeah. just the head teachers are so busy dealing yeah. with the covid stuff they they're sort of like too too worried to actually think about um other stuff yeah um, but on the other hand the opportunity here mm. and i suppose it's about seeing threats as opportunities yeah. it's about seeing um the gifts that new stuff and change can bring you rather than yeah. uh, the, the anxieties that it brings you and the worries mm. um the gift it can give you is a real chance to rethink about this purpose of education and how can we how can we you you your mindset staff and my stuff and all the other people that are working in schools think you know these for our children this generation they're suffering so much mm. they have had school they've got parents that are anxious they've got exams that somehow are no longer a, a useful tool to measure their progress or their intelligence or, or help them go on to the next stage we, we need to help everybody um, to have a sense of growth is possible and that we can manage our minds so that a, uncertainty is bearable yeah. because nobody just knows what's around the corner no. We, we don't know what's around the corner, and I found myself able to easily live with this uncertainty. Um, people said, Well, I went to Spain recently because so I've got a, a place out there, and um, then he was, Oh, aren't you scared to go to Spain? And aren't you scared to go to the airport? And I said, No, because whatever happens, I will deal with it, you know. Um, who knows what, what what will happen but I will go because I've got to go and see my place we've got re- good reasons to go out there mm. and when I come back I should go through my 14 days quarantine and I should deal with that and the good things will come out of that and yes. it's a fuller habit of thinking and what we need to do is help our children have these habits and so what I've found is that I haven't found it difficult I can honestly say I've almost found it interesting and yes. I think that's a really important thing about growth mindset instead of finding things scary get curious about it get curious about how is this happening how am i thinking how am i reacting to it how, how is this making me feel you know um and get when you get curious about stuff it's less much less scary yeah. and so i have found that the, the whole all of the teachings of the growth mindset stuff have helped me um because it's embedded in me to 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 manage this and make positive things out of it and during this time I've written finished two books and I've, been, I've written my novel and my novel is called is all about someone who becomes growth mindset I mean as it wouldn't be, as if it wouldn't be but yeah I mean so I've been doing all that stuff and um I'm, I've done loads of webinars I've learned stuff about zoom
0: in a bad situation haven't you a different ways of approaching this and making the most of it rather than, than wallowing in it, in it really haven't you really taking the grip of it so in terms of um we were talking off air before about obviously you know we are 100 on board with growth mindset but we talked off air about how much stuff there is on social media about it's just a fad or there's a new piece of research to say it doesn't work how do you deal with that and what do you sort of say to those people who, who come up with this you know, this uh, this research that's being done. How, what's your argument against that?
1: Well, it, they say, don't they, if you stand still long enough, everything comes full circle. And, yeah. and, you know, 30 years ago, there I was teaching, learning to learn class in key stage three, and it's similar stuff. It's uh, you know all about how to be a good learner, all about the brain, how it works, how to manage your mind, how to be optimistic, how to have empathy, Mm. all of that was really popular then and then it went out of favor and we see this uh, and I know at the moment because I've just written this book I've you know all that you know cognitive load theory and all memory techniques and all of this stuff is really really useful stuff and it's the latest thing but I think the danger is that in schools we tend to know the latest bandwagon we think this is the answer this is the answer actually what matters is what works for your children your teachers what works in your school in your context and i think yes we need the research we need the evidence but i always think that for me personally growth mindset and the thinking behind it has worked to make my life happier make me more peaceful make me more confident more fearless And it's helped my, and I've brought my daughters up on it as well, so they've often said, well, that's made such a difference to me in their working lives, because they're now in their Mm thirties. I think that what we do is we just say, look, um, what what do I know about, I only know from my own experience what's worked for me. I know what I've seen working. If you would like to um, do some research and find out if this is gonna work, then I suggest you try it and you have that sort of, Multifaceted approach that tries different things and see what works and find out every child is different every every different group of children will need something um, a little bit different and it's really important to help children take ownership of their own change and their own self-coaching and self-management and and when we do that we give them that independence so we're not saying there's one way to do it and you've got to do it like this mm-hmm. and it's no good just doing a tick box exercise. Oh, yes, we do. Yet, we do, you know, we do, we do feedback, we do um, uh, some coaching questions. We've done growth mindset now. What's the next big thing? Yeah. It's just really building into your culture at your school a sense of can do, a sense of optimism, a sense of being in the, in, in, I often talk about a continuum of, you know, where do you want to be yeah. between love and fear? Do you want to be working in fear of offset, fear of bad exam results, fear of children having problems and mental health issues? Or do you want to be in a place of just doing everything with a sense of of caring and love and well-being and you know the, the, the believing that most people, most children particularly and most teachers just want to do the very best mm. and be the best they can be? Let's just help them do that. Um, so I wouldn't say that, that I sort of agree or disagree with There'll always be research to prove everything. For one minute, a glass of red wine does you good. The yeah. next day, it gives you cancer. You know, yeah. it'll always be the same. They'll always they to prove um, that that growth mindset doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, but actually, it's interesting because um, when I was writing this book, my one. I <laughs> I the talk here, which is all about lessons in metacognition and mindset for kids mm. um I was asking John Hattie and John Hattie is someone who I really is actually another inspiration for me because he really digs down into teachers and what makes an effective teacher and he's I love his phrase you know teachers are change agents mm. they are the agents of change they're the people that can make a huge difference in a child's life. And what he says um, about mindset is he says, the main thing is that children need to know uh, when they need a growth mindset, when they're struggling, when they can't do it, when they're feeling anxious and a fixed mindset. Sometimes you have to have a fixed mind. You have to have that fixed mindset approach when you're absolutely determined to do something, get it done and you're absolutely driven, laser sharp into a focus. And that's a bit fixed mindset and that's fine as well. So there's not, you know, we're all a bit of both and we all use um, growth mindset and fixed mindset when it's suitable. But the main thing is to know that when you're struggling, not to beat yourself up in your head, to be willing to experience the pain of struggle and realize that's part of you growing your new neural pathway. That's what it is. That's growing your ability to take on the next challenge and being willing to take on those challenges. And there's nobody that that probably disagrees that we need to challenge our children more, that we need to raise the bar and challenge them so that they experience that. There's nothing worse than a really bright child and there are plenty of them that start off at school at five, six, seven, they're told they're geniuses, they're absolutely brilliant, the mum and dad think they're wonderful and by the time they get to 11, 12, 13, they're scared to not come top of the class and that, me it's it's a terrible thing we do in education we should not be helping children be scared of trying stuff they can't do because the only way you grow your brain is to try stuff you can't do yeah even our brightest children sometimes get that plateau don't they and yes, I
0: think we, that's we all scary... found that Jackie in our, in our uh, when we talk to kids now about you know what holds them back what stops them from putting their hand up in class what stops them from having to go at this more challenging piece of work this the, there is the uh, response is always the same and that response is I'm scared of making a mistake and getting it wrong mm. that fear of not getting it right first time and not understanding it the first time they have a go at we find that really, really interesting. It's the same conversation from school to school wherever, wherever
1: we work. And, and I bet you find, I, I would put money on it, you find the older they get, the yeah. more that fear is there. Yeah. Whereas when they're young, when they, you see little children in reception, they don't care about getting yeah. it wrong. They just know that's how you learn. Yeah. I we lose that. We we lose that ability to know we are perfect learners in, innately. Innately we are perfect learners. Yeah. Um, and everything else, the worry of being being judged, being compared, being, and, and our whole education system is built on judgment. And although, you know, it needs to be in one way, because we need to know progress, but on, uh, maybe the pendulum has just swung too much that way. And, and mm. learning needs to be the driver rather than judgment.
0: Definitely. And our work is is very similar in, in what we do. I mean, you predominantly work with adults. Um, we, we've got a bit of a mix of both. And you've obviously it's come across how important you feel that mindset is. But what's what would you say is in it? If you could come up with like the top five things of what's in it for them. I've always been told, or uh, well, recently been told in uh, my business coaching kind of stuff that um, people want to know what's in it for them. So what's in it for schools to get involved in developing a growth mindset culture?
1: Well, what's in it for them is uh, it, it, for me, it delivers on the results aspect, you know, and and, um, it's interesting. I was talking to some, some business people this morning and saying, look, you know, head teachers are under such pressure that we need to, to make sure that, that what we're doing is actually improving, improving outcomes and results. And, and um, that, that the children will make more progress. So you've got the you know what's in it view is definitely the kids are going to make more progress. But before they can do that, it's also the well-being factor. It's the happiness factor. I mean, English children are some of the unhappiest in the world. What's going on? You know, it, it's 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 uh, happy children succeed and achieve. And so being happy because they can see that they um that, that that they're in a culture of allies i always love that carol dweck phase uh, developing in your school a culture of allies where we all want to help each other and we're all proud of each other's achievements and and by the way that starts in the staff room yes yeah. starts in the staff room where teachers Absolutely. support each other to be the best yeah. teachers they can be Yeah. um and and, and that also starts with with leaders and head teachers supporting each other in their clusters, in their trusts, that they all um, see that helping each other's school actually is supportive. So the culture of allies. You, if you want to develop that in your school and have a happy school, and you want the results that come from that, that's definitely takeaways. But in the in the bigger picture, there, there's the sense of of your uh, believe it or not, your own personal well being as a leader, as a school leader, because once you realise that as a leader, you're modeling, the only way it'll work in your school is if you model growth mindset and -hmm. you stand up and say, oh, I got this wrong, but you know what? I learned this and this from it, Um, you know? And let's all do 360 degree appraisal where we actually ask the kids how we're doing, get feedback from them, where we ask our peers, our colleagues how we're doing, where I as your leader say, how am I doing as your leader? Mm can you give me some feedback you get that sort of sense of of being willing to fail and to experience failure and know there's no such thing as failure only feedback yeah um, as a leader uh, and so therefore you will become more confident at yourself in the leadership of your school because you won't be so afraid to fail you won't be so afraid um because you realize that actually growth mindset culture is is what you want to develop in your school because it means teachers will be more confident take more risks be more open-minded they will be willing to take more feedback um they will uh, whereas in a fixed mindset culture you get that sort of defensiveness that sort of um hiding secrets, secretive sort of hiding mistakes And then when ofsted, yeah when ofsted come yeah. guess what yeah. all is revealed and what you want is a self-evaluation that is honest and open and and written with the growth mindset my growth mindset you know that the self-evaluation form for offset is open and honest because yes. you know that you know your school your teachers know your kids and the kids know themselves
0: mm. well you know we we could talk all night me and yeah. you <laughs> We've had such a good conversation. For anyone that doesn't know, we've actually, even though we've, we've been doing this interview, we've actually had another half an hour, 45-minute conversation before. And, and we're still probably not even finished. We could go on forever. Um, but it is Friday night, so I must let you get on. Um, if people want to find out more about Jackie Beer, your books, um, what you do, and your coaching, where do they need to head to?
1: Well, if they head to my website, which is jackiebeard.com, that, that's it. If they head there, they can contact me via via that particular route. Um, I also work for Independent Thinking Limited. Um, but um, my, uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm doing coaching. And I will say, just mention that the next stage on, really, in terms of growth mindset and sustaining it, to me, is coaching. Because, yeah. because working with somebody one-to-one... Um, and having somebody ask you those questions that make you look inside and reflect mm. how you're thinking how you're thinking is perhaps unconsciously limited that that is is so good And if anyone would like to talk to me um just a sort of conversation about coaching and how it works or how it could work in your school or how children can benefit from it coaching each other mm. i'm very happy to hear from you uh, via my website or or via Gemma or
0: um, via jackie.gmail.com. Definitely, Jackie, that that coaching is such the way forward. We've um, sort of taken that on board during lockdown because people were were crying out during lockdown in terms of not knowing where to go and what they were doing. And we've coached numerous children and and adults. and, And the... Impact that the work that we've done in such a short space of time on their mindset and how they feel about themselves and and their their self confidence and what they want to achieve and the direction we're going has been absolutely incredible. So, absolutely get in touch with Jackie if you want to find out more about the coaching work that she does. And thank you so much for joining me today, I've really appreciated it. It's been like a little bit starstruck because you're, you're one of our heroes. So I really...
1: really and, lovely and, you're, and I think what you're doing is absolutely great. So keep up the good work and let's keep I, in touch.
0: Definitely. I'd love to stay in touch with you. You take care. Go and enjoy your weekend. Yeah, and you have
1: a lovely weekend. <laughs> See you later. Bye, Bye-bye, Gemma.